The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to Jesus, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about five thousand in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come to take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. The Gospel of the Lord. It's a beautiful set of readings today for us to reflect upon. We begin with that first reading from the second book of Kings, and we see a type or a prefiguring of what Jesus is going to do later. It's a far less miracle, but still a miracle, of feeding. Elisha, the man of God, took just 20 loaves and was able to feed a hundred people with a bit of grain as well in the sack. And there were some left over, although we're not told how much. That is going to serve as a type, as a preparation for the far greater miracle that Jesus does in today's gospel. This is such an important miracle that it is contained in all four of the gospels. In fact, we take a break from reading the gospel of Mark throughout this lectionary year for the next month. And we're gonna read from the gospel of John, chapter six because it's the central chapter of the greatest gift that Jesus gives to us himself in this great sacrament of the Eucharist. Because he wants us to receive him in the most intimate way possible, he prepares our hearts. Same with the disciples. St. John in his gospel leaves out two important miracles before the great discourse that Jesus teaches. First of all, it's the one we have today, which is the feeding of the 5,000. And then we have Jesus walking on water. And John deliberately arranges this because Jesus wants to, first of all, remind the people that he is God in the flesh with great power. And if he can walk on water and feed 5,000 from only five loaves, then he can certainly take bread and wine and change it into his own very real presence. Well, let's look at this miracle in today's gospel. It has much to tell us about what we're celebrating today. 
The first clue is that the context is the Passover. And as you know, the Passover in the book of Exodus was the most important event in the Old Testament, the 10th plague, where Moses was able to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt because of what God had done. Those nine previous plagues, now the 10th, which had specific instructions, Israel had to take action. And one of the things they had to do was take an unblemished lamb and sacrifice it, put the blood of that lamb on the doorposts of their homes, and eat the lamb that evening as a meal. And if they did that, their firstborn would be alive. That, again, is a prefiguring of the great miracle in John chapter 6, and it happens to take place on the Passover. As we know, Jesus gathers the 12 apostles, and they represent the entire people of the Old Testament, the people of God, and he brings out bread and wine, and he says, this is my body given for you. This is my blood poured out for you. This is sacrificial language. And then he says to the apostles, do this in memory of me. It's a command that they not just hear about it or write about it, dream about it, but actually put it into action, do it. And they were obedient to that command, which is why we are doing the Eucharist. Well, that was the context of the Passover. And when we eat this Eucharist that we have here today, we are passed over in the sense that death passes us over. Our sins pass us over, and we are brought into the presence of Christ, and as Jesus says, whoever eats my body and drinks my blood has eternal life, I will raise them up on the last day. So it's a great miracle of salvation and feeding. Now another important point, very interesting here in John's account, Jesus says to Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? And he says it as to attest. Philip, he knows what he's going to do, and Philip basically is overwhelmed by the amount of people, 5,000 men, then there's women and children. He doesn't know the answer. He says six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get even a little. Now that's one way to respond, which is simply to be overwhelmed. Andrew, on the other hand, he takes another approach. He sees a boy with just a few loaves and fish, and he takes action. And he notifies Jesus that there's at least a little, and that's all Jesus needs. An important lesson there. We have two different approaches to what seems to be overwhelming odds. That can apply to our whole lives. We look out in the world today, we see great crisis, great challenges, even in our own personal lives, in the church, and we can just say, I can't get involved. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. What can I possibly do? Well, that would be the approach of Philip. What God is asking us to do is to bring our little bit and give it to Jesus, whatever it might be, our time, our talent, our treasure, our charisms, and then Jesus will take it and multiply it. Now, what's interesting is this boy who had the little five barley loaves and two fish, gave what he had, and there were 12 baskets left over of the fragments. And I would have think he went home with those 12 baskets, which means he went home with far more than he came and gave. Isn't that the lesson God wants us to learn? When we give our little bit, we are 
given so much more. God can never be outdone in generosity. And that's the lesson he wants us to learn in our lives. Notice Jesus says to the people to have them sit down. That's a position of rest. That's what we do when we come to liturgy and receive the Eucharist. It gives us that strength and nourishment and peace that we can rest a little while. Take an hour out of our busy schedule and just sit before the Lord and receive and to give our responses. It's so refreshing. And John adds a little detail. There's a great deal of grass in the place. Now, why would John do that? There's no throwaway words in the gospel. John is deliberately prompting us to go back to that famous Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd Psalm, that the Good Shepherd leads the sheep into green pastures and to have them lie down beside quiet waters, that is, resting. And Jesus is the Good Shepherd who feeds us with the best of what he has, which is himself, and we're given nourishment and rest. Notice the words Jesus says. They are going to, again, prefigure the very words he will say at the Last Supper, the words of institution. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed them. Those are very similar to the words Jesus will use at the Last Supper and what we do at Mass. So this miracle is full of clues to what Jesus really is going to do in the great discourse that follows immediately after these two miracles, the discourse where he explains the Eucharist. Then there's 12 baskets left over. 12 is the number representing fullness, which means that when God gives himself away, there's never going to be a shortfall. And when we give ourselves away, then even though it may not be used right away, let's say we give someone a word of encouragement, or we do a good act of charity, or we forgive someone who has hurt us, we may not see the immediate effects of that, but nothing is wasted in God's providence. And it may take several weeks, perhaps months, and even years before that bears fruit. Nothing is wasted. We may feel that what we did, what we gave, was maybe not appreciated, but we don't see the fruit of it. God will use it. So there's many signs in today's readings, and they all point to one final point, and it's in the second reading. Eucharist is communion. Christ gathers us together to give himself to us in his very presence so that we all become brothers and sisters of each other. We're one family. We receive from the one cup, from the one table. As we come together as a family of parishes, we're meant to come together in unity, which means we are one family of seven parishes. And when we hold events, which we're going to begin doing, it would be great if we could introduce ourselves to those we don't know, get to know others from other parishes, because we have a mission as well, and the mission is to bring the good news out into the community. And when people come in, perhaps for the first time, and they see how warm we are to each other, how friendly we are, how at peace we are, it makes a huge difference. St. Paul says to his church in Ephesus, there is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, 
one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. Seven times he uses the word one, and seven is the word of perfection. The Eucharist is to bring us together as a body of Christ in great unity and prepare us for heaven when we will join the greater community of our ancestors who have gone before us, marked with the sign of faith and the saints and angels. We worship God together in great praise and thanksgiving. The Eucharist in Greek means thanksgiving. Let us be grateful of what God is about to give us today and give the little bit we have with great expectation. God will use it and multiply it and we will gain the advantage. <laughs>